Hi, all, and welcome to our podcast, Magnum She Wrote. My name is Erin, and I'm here with a man who needs no introduction. So, shall we get started? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. I know, you're enigmatic. <laughs> you know, maybe we should start over. <laughs> Let's go. You know what's the best thing about today? What's that? We're back in Cabot Cove. <laughs> it's pretty great. I mean, I think on the surface I'd like to live in Hawaii, but I really... Well, Maine has all of the great talent. You've got Jessica Fletcher. You've got Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of cool stuff happens in Maine, according to Stephen King. A lot of A lot of <laughs> stuff happens. A lot of stuff. So maybe I don't want to move to Maine, but we're back in Cabot well, Cove. Well, it's not like it's Azeroth. No, that's the worst. <laughs> Uh, with Jessica Fletcher, it's a picturesque little town. If I ever saw one, I'd like it, to move. I want to. I want to live there. I want to live there. Of course, our kids would hate it, but I want to live there. Yeah, our kids would never come back home. Yeah, and speaking of, hmm. that's basically this episode is kids hating their parents. Oh my gosh! Segway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the episode is called Deadly Lady. Deadly Lady. Which is what Ethan, new friend alert, calls the hurricane. Right. The episode starts off with mm-hmm. a hurricane. And I wrote, it was a dark and stormy night <laughs> as she was writing. It was a dark. Because I was like, like that's snoopy. what she's writing. Like she's, she's snoopy. Like, <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. It really was a dark and stormy night, though. It literally was. It was a dark and stormy night in Cabot Cove. And she's pounding away at the keys. Then she asks God just three more paragraphs. He gives her like three seconds. And God says no. God's timetable is not the same as ours. Three seconds to God might be infinity or maybe he's just like three seconds is enough or maybe he's just like maybe (laughs) or maybe god was like i'm taking care of this homeless person so you know deal with your own paragraphs (laughs) or maybe he's like i don't like where that plot thread was going (laughs) think about it it. change who this killer is but anyway she doesn't get her three paragraphs more but she still says thank you which I thought was cute. Which is nice, which is nice. And gives him one of her feisty winks. Yeah. Did she give God a feisty wink? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess we're learning a little bit more about it. I guess she's a little bit more, um, has a lot of faith, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I never really thought of her as like a religious person, but I suppose she, well, you know what? Mm. This episode does go touch a little bit into her faith. We'll get into that. But anyway, she's uh, she's off to bed. She's like, well, God says. God says. Chapter's over. <laughs> You're done. So um, I'm going to go to bed. And she has a lantern. And there's a knock on the door. And it's her old friend, Ethan. Now, mm-hmm. Ethan's going to be around for a lot for this, this season. For this so season. So let's not get too attached to Ethan. I like Ethan. I like Ethan, too. but and I, I feel like he needs to show up more in later seasons. Keep Doc Hazlitt, for sure. Seth. Yeah. We're, we, no one knows what but, we're talking okay. about, yes. Okay, but keep him for sure, because I like their dynamic. I like their dynamic very but much, I and do we will like, get into that. I do like Ethan coming by to check in on her, because yeah. it seems like he would have been friends with Frank. Is that know? what Ethan's relationship to I is? don't know. I don't know what Ethan I does. Don't. I guess he's like a no, fisher No, he's person. a fisherman. He's a fisherman. He's a fisherman. But he's just decided to check in on people during yeah. the hurricane, so he's just come by Jessica mm-hmm. Fletcher's house. And they're friends, and they go out fishing. And they're fit, yeah. They just go out fishing. And I whatever. think that's cool. He sets us up a little bit to our plot of mm-hmm. the show. He says some crazy fools are out there on a boat on in a, a boat, hurricane. In a hurricane, why wouldn't they come in? Oh. And you I know. agree, you're dumb. Yeah, I mean survival of the, the fittest. <laughs> <laughs> survival of the smartest in yeah, this case. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the next morning comes. There's no damage to town. No, no. And no. Jessica Fletcher's already down by the docks jogging. Yeah, jogging, of course. She's checking in with the fishermen. Oh, what was great too is they didn't overly give her makeup. No, no, no. Like no. she had a very clean face and was out jogging, and she I was like, "This fantastic. is nice." She looks fantastic. Like normally, even in the '80s, if you're a woman, dude, yeah. you were made up to the nines. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, all the time. But it's nice that the show lets her breathe like that. It's like, well, she's going yeah. jogging. She's yeah. not going to have she's makeup. She's not going to have That's makeup stupid. on. That's stupid. So I, I really like that detail. I and like... it reminds me, too, of Matlock. Matlock, whenever he would wake up. Magnum Sheet Matlock. <laughs> whenever he would wake I've watched a lot of these shows. Oh, my gosh. Whenever <laughs> Matlock would wake up at night, How he many... would have like a rat's nest in his hair. Because you wouldn't have perfectly coiffed hair. Yeah. How many? How many years of your life do you think you've spent watching these shows? Uh, 29. Good. Good, good, good. That's all my life's been devoted to. I know crime. (laughs) You know crime. So she's out by the fishing dogs, jogs home, Mm -hmm. and she sees a man. 
trimming her hedges. Just trimming her hedges. Like, and she does not know who this man is. Not at all. And it's she so random. Is nice, surprised, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know, very reasonably asks, "Sir, what are you doing in my flower bed?" <laughs> exactly. And he starts telling her that. I think in this day and age, I would go running out with a fake gun, not a real one, obviously, but a fake one, maybe even a water gun. And be like, dude. What are you doing? What are you doing in my lawn? What are you doing? Don't touch my... Don't oh touch my, my flowers. Oh, my God. If somebody touched oh our landscaping, our roses touched, of Sharon... If somebody touched our lawn, <laughs> I would murder them. <laughs> I would murder them. <laughs> With what, our water gun? I, well, now, I do I have had, my I have my collection of samurai swords. I and had, they are sharp. Like, the only moment in my life where I think I've actually felt my age... Yeah. Is when some high schooler was using our was lawn, using to, lawn to, to cut as through. a shortcut, and, and I, would... I, I literally told the kid, yeah. "Get off my lawn!" <laughs> and then I went inside and cried <laughs> because it's hard work. It's a lot of work to make it look nice. I want that curb appeal, exactly. And I don't. And want we your... still get letters from the HOA, yeah, being like, "Oh, your hedges have like one sprig out of lock. One sprig out of lock, you know." So yeah. I mean, we'll work hard on that. We work hard on it. I don't want your it. emo little <laughs> little brat walking through my yard. He's totally an emo because didn't he have the blue hair? Yeah. Like the one like streak of blue. Yeah, he's emo. He's emo. <laughs> and he was such a dork. Because when he said it, he goes, oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. You're going to beat me up, sir. I'm not going to beat you up. stuff, my lord. Get off my lawn. Okay, that was way too much time on that. So she, so he tells her he's he's been hoboing, which is, yes. in, which is important. Which is important. And that he just wants, to, he doesn't want to be a bum. Mm-hmm. So he's doing work around houses. For food. For food or whatever. And I was thinking, hey, if some guy showed up and he wanted to do all of our chores, I would feed him. Oh, I would be happy. And like, she feeds him eggs, which is super cheap and easy. And boiled scrod. And what is scrod? I think it's a type of fish. Okay, I hope so. I have no dirty. idea because I was going to ask you because she <laughs> Why was would like, you ask me? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you know what boiled scrot is. Regardless. <laughs> it's the key to the whole mystery. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> if it's boiled fish, that's just disgusting. Boiled fish is gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if it's Remember? scrod. Remember when we bass. made that one fish thing that had milk in it? Oh, that was disgusting. It was like some it was Scandinavian like a Swedish dish. dish or something. Oh, that was so it's, gross. It was fish, milk, and tomatoes, I believe. And <laughs> yeah. I really do think the recipe. We found the real. It was a real recipe. It was a real recipe. But I'm pretty sure it was a dare. And it, it was, was, well, I'm pretty sure it was authentic. Ugh. Like 700 years authentic. <laughs> yeah. She invites him in. She's like, yeah, I'll get you some eggs. Yeah. Great economical choice. Eggs are cheap as oh, dirt. <laughs> cheap as dirt. And some boiled scrub. She's making out like a bandit. Yeah. Even when he requests like lumber supplies later on down the road, he's like $10. And she's like, here you go. That's a bargain. That's a bargain. And um, he never gets her $10 back though. But he's a good, well, I don't know about him. But anyway, Ralph. I he, don't either. He his name is Ralph. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to Ralph because I don't know if he's a good guy or not. We're going to have to get into that. Now, we'll when unpack he's that with, at the end. We'll unpack that at the end. Yeah, when he's with Jessica Fletcher, he's a really good guy. So anyway, he's in there and they're chit-chatting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of a little flirty, I guess. A little bit. No? No, I don't think so. She's just being nice. I think men misconstrued nice for flirting all the time. Oops. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man, all those women that were flirting with me. <laughs> they're all just, they're being, just being nice, nice. honey. <laughs> oh, man. I thought I was a real catch. You are. Thanks. You're a boiled scrod. <laughs> I'm the boiled scrod of husbands. <laughs> no. You realize I'm going to start putting that on Christmas gifts. Yeah. Two boiled scrod. Boiled scrod. <laughs> um, but he picks up her book and he's like, oh, hey, you're Jessica Fletcher, the famous author. Because yeah. we should say, between the pilot episode and this, it's she's been a while. She's written about five books. Yeah, this probably been about a year, I would think. Cause she's, she's prolific. Because she's got at least another book other than the one that she had in the pilot episode. Right. And then she tells him, she's like, all right. That one's in pre-pub. Yeah, she mm-hmm. basically calls him out. She's like, you're not a hobo. You know how I know that? The word's not hoboing. It's, it's Bowen. I know. <laughs> and then she's like, and that book is in pre-publication, yeah. so you couldn't have read that book. Your you, clothes are tailored. They're a little bit faded, but they're very tailored. They're very tailored. Mm-hmm. And you have like a suntan mark where your watch would be. So you're trying to make it look like you're poorer than you are. Yeah. 
And so, and he, then he comes up with another story saying that he retired. Yeah, he did have money and stuff, but now he wants to see America from the ground up. He, yeah. he, doesn't he, he doesn't want to be, an be old a tourist. Folk. I guess you could take bus tours of America. Can hmm. you? I can't imagine how miserable that. God, would be. that would be miserable. That okay, would be Hunter hell. and I. Yeah, would be throwing up. Yes. Every two hours. I just realized we're really down on public transportation on this podcast. <laughs> Use public transportation. It's good for the environment. <laughs> I'm Carpool. not going to. Carpool. Carpool. Carpool with friends. Uber. Then we get a phone call. And this is my favorite. Okay. This is Amos Tupper. He is a great character. He's also Father Dowling. Father Dowling is Tom Bosley. Father Dowling. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the father of, uh, I want to call him Opie. Ron Howard's character on Happy Days. And I grew up with him as David the Gnome, the voice of David the Gnome. Yeah, see, I uh, never knew so that. So it's Tom Bosley. Yeah. His voice is just is part of my childhood. I knew him as Amos Tupper and Father Dowling. Yeah. And I never really watched Happy Days. I was too young to watch Happy I mean, when it came out, Oh, obviously. right. He was in but... Happy Days, wasn't he? <laughs> but let's just skip. Okay, let's skip, skip, skip. Okay. So, I should explain who Amos Tupper is. Amos Tupper is the sheriff of Tabby Cove. Yeah. Remember, there's only 3,200 people in this town. Yeah, it's very there's small. There's no crime. And he calls her up for help on a murder. <laughs> and I don't know what's been happening. I mean, I guess yeah. she's been... Prolific writing and prolific solving crimes because he says. I'm guessing in the in the small town they consider her an expert now because back in the day even if you wrote fiction you were considered an expert. Well, and pretty much Tom Bosley, he's a he's a real conundrum of a person because yeah. he's a small town sheriff and he knows he gets it like kind of out of his depth sometimes, mm-hmm. but he also is very kind of territorial with his position at times. There's times even in this episode where he's like, "I need your help." Get out of here. You know, like, I don't want your help. You're just an author. Right. You know, but he's like here. He's actually calling her and like, I need your help on this. Yeah. So it turns out that the boat that was lost out at sea during the hurricane has come in. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that there was a man overboard. Mm -hmm. But he suspects it's murder. Yeah. So he wants her to kind of just talk to these people. And we meet. I heard three daughters, but there's actually. There's four. Four daughters. Four. We have. Nan, who's very cute. She's very pretty in pink. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. she has a nice little knit cardigan type sweater. Yeah, that Jessica Fletcher's like, that is so cute. That's so cute. It's such like something like a, a woman would come up to you in like Target and be like, yeah. I love that sweater. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I designed it myself. It's, uh, you know. How cool is that? So she's a designer. Yeah. Uh, then we meet. And Jessica Fletcher is so social. And so easy to be introduced to. I mean, like, these are people that she's... These are complete strangers. Complete strangers who Mm -hmm. she's been introduced to as... Murder suspects. Possible murder suspects. And she's like, I love that sweater on you. That looks great. (laughs) Well, now you see, I think this is her being clever. She gets everybody off kilter so that they're not not afraid of her. She's not clever, though, I've learned in this episode. She's logical. Ah, but she's clever. She's clever. Yeah. Too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, she, she makes sure everyone is off kilter. She disarms them with, like, a bit of charm, a little yeah. flattery. Yeah. Talk about them, not yeah. yourself. Exactly. You never realize you're in danger until you're in the lion's jaws. That's how I see Jessica Fletcher. I usually know I'm in danger when I see the lion in proximity no, you, you to me with no No, no. See, Jessica wall. Fletcher's a lion in disguise, but she seriously is fierce. Yeah, she's fierce. And they don't even know it. And that's what I love about all of these people in these episodes, like especially the condescending men. Her like, listen, lady. Listen. You're out of your league, lady. (laughs) If you know what's good for you, back off. And usually she comes back with this gorgeous burn or an amazing comeback. She always stands up for herself. And then in the end, takes him down. Yeah. That's what I I love about her. I like it. So that's Nan. She's the designer. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then we have Maggie, who is described as... Dollhouse Frau. Their father's dollhouse Frau. Which, as soon as that was said, even the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, she's guilty. Because I (laughs) was like... I don't know. Is she guilty? Because, like, as... (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But, (laughs) seriously, anyone else who describes someone else as a dollhouse Frau... Right. If that's what she's known for, that's, she's resentful. She's resentful. Yeah. And she's going to well, be angry. Well, yeah. She's, like, she's just, like his manservant. She's yeah. She's his unwilling Daughter Higgins. who serves him. She's Higgins, but like unwilling. 
unwilling. She's his daughter. She just wants love, and she wants she to live no, her yeah, own life. Yeah, she has no life of her own. None whatsoever. Then we have Elisa, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what her deal is. I said broke up her marriage, but her husband, Mr. Shelby, yeah, is in there, so I don't really know Lisa's what her deal is. just kind of a spoiled brat. She's kind of a spoiled brat. Kind of like a seems like a socialite type. Kind of a dumb spoiled brat. She's right. not... She's missing crayons. Yeah, she's... <laughs> um, and then we have Grace, who is our like token kind of nerd, nerd, big mm-hmm. glasses, mm-hmm. and, this and is it's funny. weird too how she introduces herself. I'm Grace, and my husband left me four years ago. What? Yeah. Why do you come out and say that? Yeah, like you wouldn't. That seems such a weird the, thing to and remember. Announce. And remember, whether it's murder or not. Their father just died. Yes. It's like, hi, how are you? My name is Aaron. Oh, I was divorced four years ago. Yeah. Who does that? Nobody does that. Nobody says that. And we find out that their father is actually a man named Stephen Earl. Oh, and by the way, I've never been divorced. Yeah. Just, you know, just in case. That I know of. That I know of. (laughs) I haven't. How many marriages have I been a part of that I don't know about? Hmm. Who knows? His name was. His... Do I have more than two kids? Mm. <laughs> that you know of. That I know of. His name was, <laughs> their father's name was Stephen Earl, and uh-huh. he is like a cosmetic. He's a, yeah, he's um, a cosmetic guru. guru. He started out as an actor and then got into the makeup business somehow and is a millionaire. Well, I assume, with, like, think he, he would just do his own makeup and he mm-hmm. learned how to do it well and became a and cosmetic. And started making his own. Like, and, yeah. yeah. And it's called Mark of Earl. Basically, this is funny to me. Both pilot is the first two episodes is one episode mm-hmm. this is the second time where everyone's been like he is murdered and, and i don't care pretty much any one of us could have done it because we didn't <laughs> like him nobody likes him and i was thinking so, about that while i was watching it. i was like i would hate it if my kids hated me hated you so much they're like that they don't, I don't care, care if i die yeah like but how horrible was, like, is that swept out to sea they in the don't middle of a hurricane care. they're like yeah, whatever. Let's get this over with. I don't want to be in your piss hole. Yeah. Little Cabot Cove a second longer than I have to. Yeah. Let's, I just want the money. Let's just, let's just wrap this up. Yeah. That way we can call our dad dead and get the money. And that's just, oh God, it was horrible. So after this kind of a moment, Jessica Fletcher goes back home. Mm-hmm. She gets like a phone call. She learns that like someone made a phone call to Paris. Yeah. So she goes outside and Ralph, the transient that she's adopted. <laughs> the handyman bum. <laughs> he um he's outside sunbathing, listening to Mozart on yeah. his like Walkman. A nice Walkman too. Pretty nice for nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that was a nice Walkman. He's just just chilling and she comes out there and he's like, Oh yeah, he's like, I did as much work as I could do until mm-hmm. I get some supplies to like fix things up. I don't know how I would feel in this situation. Honestly, she just met this man. And he's busy laying on a hammock, just kind of enjoying himself. It felt weird. It felt really weird to me. But even, like, when she initially meets him, she's like, I got to call on the red phone, on the bat yeah. phone. I got to go check out some murders. Do you want to hang out? Yeah. <laughs> so know? she just leaves him there in her house. And it's like, I don't want to be an untrusting person. Right. But I think that's a step further than I would go. Well, she is in Cabot Cove, and they do know everybody there, and there's no crime. Yeah. Well, she... So I think some of her, a little bit of naivety comes in. Or yeah. she's so observant, she knows she can trust her. Well, at one point she says, there are no burglars in Cabot Cove. Yeah, at the end, which is hilarious. Yeah. I like, love it. Like, it's such an idyllic little community. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there are no Robberies in Cabot Cove. But there are murders. Mur- murders by the score. Murder. Murder. She calls him out on the Paris call because she knows it must have been interesting. He's like, oh, it wasn't to Paris, France. It was to Paris, Kentucky. Yeah. And like, was that a thing back then where the phone company would actually like call you up and be like, hey, just wanted to let you know you spent $10 on a long distance call. Dude, you're dealing with dials and, and rotaries. I have no idea. I have no. I mean, they. I didn't think in 1980 we were still in the era where you picked up the phone and were like, I need Klondike 524. Well, well, you know, she does do that. She calls the operator a lot to ask for people's phone numbers. Well, again, the phone call is from the operator to be like, hey, Jessica, just letting you know, you got a $10 charge. So maybe that is something that people did. It's like we're on the cusp of technology during that time, and we're not really sure which edge it's going to fall on. I guess so. I, like Anytime I see that in A Wonderful Life or something, right. it's like a black and white movie from like the 40s or 50s. I'm not, 1980s. So feels... When was the last time you talked to an operator? Oh, geez, Louise. Have I ever? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever. I, mean, I don't like, think so either. I don't, I don't uh, know if there's a generic operator anymore. I don't even know. It's sad. Yeah. 
Like, well, I don't know. Well, technology. This is upsetting me now. This is people kind of, are losing their jobs. People are listen, losing our jobs as they listen to this podcast. <laughs> so Ralph asks a little bit more about the, about the murders, and and Jessica kind of chides him about his morbid curiosity. I'm like, well, what about you, lady? Yeah, why did you have to go down you're, to the crime scene? You're an author. You're an author. Let's I talk mean, about no your offense. Morbid, yeah, let's talk about your no morbid No offense, trip. but you're not a detective. Yeah. You're not a police officer. You're not on a call. You're not a coroner. Amos Tupper could call you, hey, Jessica, I need you to come down. Yeah. And she'd be like, I'm busy writing a book. Yeah, because I mean, like, that's what I do. That's my job. I mean, her. she has morbid curiosity. So then they go inside. Ralph picks up a pipe. It's mm. a, like, carved it looks yeah. meerschaum pipe and this is one of those moments where we really get like a, some more background on jessica's life with frank and you can this scene was upsetting yeah i nearly cried and especially with the soft piano going on <laughs> as uh, that was that was hard it was hard that was hard because you really see just how much she loves frank and mrs frank and i just ah uh, that you can tell she's lonely this, this too. This is an upsetting episode. Yeah, it's you can upsetting. tell she's she's lonely too because you know even though she just lets this bum in, not only because she's a kind, good person. We shouldn't call him a bum. Well, but he's he technically a pretending bum. to be a bum. Pretending. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> and she kind of knows he's not anyway. Yeah. But she still lets him in, and I think too a part of it is because she is lonely because when he does have to go. Yeah. She gets kind of upset that he doesn't need Stay. to come back. Well, anyway, he picks Not up... because she's, like, romantically interested or anything, but because I think she is really lonely. Yeah. 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 You know? But he picks up this pipe, and he really appreciates the craft of the pipe. Mm-hmm. And she tells him just to take it. Yeah. Which I think is, like, an amazing... Because that's, like, a reminder of her yeah. husband. Ralph says the two things he likes is good food mm-hmm. and, and a, a good, good pipe. pipe. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, it's just gathering dust here since Frank is gone. Yeah. So I want you to have it. This man she's known yeah. for two Her hours. voice is trembling as she says it. Her eyes are watering. It is a horrifying scene to watch. <laughs> yes. And, you know, my mother would say the same thing about her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, one of the things that I miss all the time is smelling that cherry tobacco pipe. Yeah. And she was like, that was something I absolutely miss about her dad. Yeah. You know. My grandfather, he used to smoke a pipe. And the smell of a pipe is great. It's not like cigarettes or cigars. No, no. It's a totally different... And cherry tobacco was very distinct. I, mean, now we I would imagine Frank smoked cherry tobacco. Let's let's imagine that. Yeah, because it's a nice smell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we... Oh, we do not endorse smoking in any form. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Do what you want to do. <laughs> so then we meet... He's referred to as Mr. Shelby. I'm sure he has a first name, but let's call him Mr. Shelby. Who's he... Shelby? Mr. Shelby oh, is husband. like Lisa's douchey husband. Oh, this guy. This guy. This guy's a piece of work. Wow. I mean, where do you find these people? He goes into the sheriff's office and he starts to demand an inquest be done on mm-hmm. the death uh, so that Mark of Earl, the cosmetics camp company, can hurry and set up a successor. Because mm-hmm. I think he's in line, or Lisa's in line to Well, and take two, over. the inheritance is millions of dollars, and that's on hold. Yeah. So, until they decide that the body's dead or and, Yeah, and Amos Tupper's like, well, nobody's technically dead yet. No. We just haven't found his body, and mm-hmm. until we find his body, I'm not going to do any of this. And Shelby, of course, just insults him and is horrible. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to then... Jessica and Ralph, they talk a little bit about children. Mm-hmm. He's smoking the pipe at this mm-hmm. point, which I'm sure is actually a little bit of a comfort for for Jessica as well. Oh, maybe I don't know if it hurt, it's hard memories. I feel or like what. that would be disturbing. He asks her if she had children, and mm-hmm. and she says, "Frank and I were not blessed that way." Right. Although she always has Grady. That's <laughs> yeah. where Grady comes back. In. I mean, he's not in this episode, mm-hmm. but Grady was basically yeah. their surrogate child. Yeah. She said they were never blessed that way. And he kind of gives a weird, like, huh. He doesn't say that he's no, Yeah, a bit it's incredu- weird. He's incredulous about the blessing of having a child. Yeah. Then says that she's, I don't know, is she going to bed? She's going out somewhere. He, he starts to leave. And um, she's like, no, 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 you can hang out or whatever. And he's like, no, I know how the small towns like to gossip. Yeah. So I'm going to leave. And she's like, I can leave the latch open for you if mm-hmm. you just want to come in. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm going to go. So he goes. Okay, so the next morning, Jessica has a, an epiphany. Right. And she runs down, to, or runs, bikes down to the docks. She gets on the Ethan's boat. She's like, Ethan, Ethan, I got to show you something. Mm-hmm. This is going to blow your mind. 
and she takes out a a C chart, a C chart, mm-hmm. and she uses a compass and she shows yeah. something, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, well I'll be darned," you know. <laughs> and what they find out is they go back to the daughters. Basically, they're like, "Oh, you know, everything happened the way we said it happened. Yeah. You got swept out to sea during the hurricane," mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, it didn't." That would be impossible. That would be impossible. You guys would be in the eye of the hurricane during the time it happened. Exactly. Seas would have been calm. Nobody could have been swept overboard. Exactly. They told her they knew exactly where apparently they were in the mm-hmm. ocean. And at the time this would have happened, they would have been in the eye of the yeah. hurricane. So there wouldn't have been strong winds to knock him exactly. over. Exactly. So that's when House Frau Maggie. House Frau? House Frau. It is our multilingual podcast. <laughs> Woohoo! Still in the education <laughs> category. <laughs> <laughs> we should just start throwing out random words. Orange and soft. Okay. So, <laughs> where were we? Then the housefrau Maggie yes. says, I murdered him. I killed him. I shot him twice. I was so angry at this sort of life that I had lived, and, and he was always degrading me. And, and that's the end of the episode. Well, you know, we can stop it right there. But we can't. She admits to getting shooting him twice in the chest. Mm-hmm. The other sisters are like, yeah, we were downstairs. We yeah. heard the gunshots. And when we came back, he had already been swept off the boat. Yeah. You know, that's it. I thought it was weird at the time when I was watching it that the sisters jumped in so fast to be like, no, we no, had nothing to do with this. We had nothing this. to do with it. Oh, but we and were willing to, we Nan were willing. wasn't in that scene either. Nan wasn't in that scene? No. Oh, right, because she was off. She, Yeah. We, she they was couldn't in, find her. They couldn't find Nan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cute but, little pretty in pink. They couldn't find her. But basically, Maggie says their father and them had a horrible relationship mm-hmm. he had gotten drunk they were fighting she's like i don't even know what we we're fighting about anymore right. i shot him twice and so amos arrests her and ethan then calls out jessica's thinking face mm-hmm. yes yeah, she does have a thinking face where she kind of pulls in her bottom lip and then kind of chews on a bit and then kind of looks up it's it's definitely a thinking face yeah she's got a thinking yeah. face and she uses it in every episode She's she's just not totally convinced that that's what happened. Yeah. So then they go to the Hill House Hotel. Which Where everybody's staying. Everybody stays at the Hill House Hotel in Cabico. That is the, the only, only place. hotel in Cabico. <laughs> and a newspaper man comes yeah. in, and he's dropping off the morning edition. And Ethan calls him a nincompoop. He's a professional nincompoop. He's a professional nincompoop because the headline says... Man like, drowned. Cos- cosmetics uh, man drowned yeah. in hurricane. And he's like, no, son, it was murder. <laughs> and it's like, how it's is like, he supposed to know that? Yeah, Ethan, you're privy. Not everyone else is privy to Jessica Fletcher's well, musings. Literally, they they disclose that in the room. They're in the lobby of the <laughs> same hotel. And Ethan's got... I think Ethan's just got a chip on his shoulder he for everyone. He does. He's... Yeah. He's just like, you idiot. He is ornery. That thing we just figured out five seconds ago, <laughs> that your newspaper's wrong. Fake news. <laughs> He's ornery. Well, we find out that there's a photo in the, in the newspaper. And Jessica Fletcher's like... Is this the photo yeah. of the man? And oh, look who it looks like. It looks like a, her buddy Ralph. Oof. And it says that Stephen Earle was actually, like you said earlier, he was mm-hmm. an actor who got into makeup, who mm-hmm. got into cosmetics. Right. And she still doesn't put two and two together then. She's no. like, he looks familiar, but I don't really recognize him. So then they go back home. They go back, they go back home. And Ethan, but Ethan tells the professional nincompoop, he's like, and don't be putting that in your newspaper. Yeah, and because, like, well, everybody and in town thinks like Jessica's just like, like she's, <laughs> she's just, being slut shamed. She really is. Like, she really is. Like, if a guy just like stop out by her house and, and like everyone's like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why that red track is out front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that Ralph. Yep. Yeah. Like everyone's <laughs> just gossip, gossip, gossip about her sex. Like leave her alone. Yeah. She has friends. Okay. Deal with it. Well, but yeah, they go back to to her house. She basically tells Ethan, she's like, "This Ralph guy that I've been telling you about. He is Stephen Earl." And Ethan's like, no, it's not. You're being ridiculous. And then she gives him this look. And I forget what kind of look it was, but it made me laugh. And suddenly he shut up completely. And he goes, goes, okay. He's just, yes, ma'am. Let's do this. It was pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah, so. Again, stopping you in your tracks. But then we get a shot of the beach. Two children are playing with their dog on the beach. And they find a dead body. And they find a dead body. And who and is it? And a Stephen King novel breaks out. 
<laughs> it feels like not Stephen King. Stephen Earl. Stephen Earl Ralph. He's the Earl of Stevens. King is the King of Stevens. Oh, interesting. Well, do you think that's where they got it from? Nah. Nah. Was Stephen King around then? 1980, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't really watch his movies. Yeah, or read his books. Or read his books. <laughs> <laughs> He's known more for the books. <laughs> He's known more for the books, yeah. Um, no, I like his stupid TV shows. Yes, oh, they're great. Those are great. Those are great. Yeah. Anyway, they, so they take him to the to a funeral home, I guess, to like, I guess yeah. that's what their makeshift. Well, it's a dead morgue. body. Where else are you going to take it yeah. to? Yeah, you know, we got a real jerk. Of a funeral director. Named Elias, who's oh trying gosh. to like sell funeral arrangements to the And daughters. what I loved about Amos Tuffer, he, he breaks in there and he goes, um, excuse me, let's not do your sales pitch right now. Yeah, exactly. They're but, IDing their dead father. But what's crazy to me mm-hmm. is now these daughters are super upset they're really upset suddenly like when it initially happened they were very blase about mm-hmm. the whole thing now they're like just inconsolable like oh my yeah. god daddy's dead like well maybe because the first time they were like happy and shocked and then the second time it actually sunk in maybe being confronted with his actual corpse like yeah kinda, like, made it like more real yeah maybe but yeah they're they're very upset because it was weird they leave and as they're walking out Nan's ex fiance, fiance, his fiance, Schemo Terry Jones. <laughs> Terry Jones. Yeah, that was his name, Terry Jones. Monty Python's Terry Jones <laughs> shows up. <laughs> Looking nothing like Monty no, Python's no, Terry Jones. No, he's he's Mm-mm. lean and mean and fighting machine. <laughs> he's got that feathered hair. He's got that 80s feathered hair. Oh. He's got to take off. <laughs> um, and he runs up to Nan, and then we find out, I believe it's from Lisa, that. Their father made them break up. Right. Uh, he because he thought Terry Jones was a moocher. He thought he was a moocher. Maybe the moocher. He had a heart attack at some point. Uh, or I'm sorry, Stephen had a heart attack, and he was afraid that Terry. You know, as soon as he Stephen died, mm-hmm. see, I'm gonna say that again without yeah. cracking my voice. He, he thought <laughs> poor Stephen. Stephen died. When Stephen died, he was afraid that Terry was going to come back into Nan's life mm-hmm. just for the money. And Nan is clearly his favorite. And Nan is clearly his favorite. Mm-hmm. So, but Nan just starts making out with Terry mm-hmm. right there in front of everybody. She's blinded by love. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he's a schemo. Then Jessica Fletcher asks them, "Is it okay if I go in and pay my respects to?" To Ralph Stevens, Stephen Ralph. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, yeah, well, why would you want it? You didn't really know him. She's like, yeah, but I kind of felt like I did. And I'd yeah. like, she really liked Ralph. Yeah, she really did. She really thought Ralph was a great person. Yeah, she liked being his friend. Which is what's confusing about all of this, about, like, his kids hating him so yeah, much. Yeah, because like, Ralph does not jibe with no. Stephen. Mm-hmm. And, yes, he's a good actor, but I don't feel like he could be that good of an actor that he can successfully pull off to Jessica. Yeah. Of all people, mm-hmm. that he's, like, a decent person. Yeah. And, of course, this all throws everything out the window of, like, how mm-hmm. he was murdered and everything. Like, I mean, he has the gunshot wounds. It's everything that... But the coroner estimates his time of death. It's a completely different time. Yeah. It, well, and it's like, he, he died exactly as Maggie said he died. Mm-hmm. But we know for a fact he didn't die then. Yes. So, so it's like somebody has made it look like the, their story was true, but... Mm-hmm. Not knowing, a day later. But a day later, not yeah. knowing that, like, conveniently, Jessica Fletcher had already had contact with this yes. person. So she goes in there, and <laughs> jerkhead Elias is like, he sure looks peaceful, doesn't he? <laughs> and she's like, no, he looks dead. <laughs> he looks and dead. I am angry. Yeah. And it is, like, this quiet, righteous fury. Yeah. And I'm like, see, I'm telling if you, I she's ever a die, lion. If I ever die under mysterious circumstances, mm-hmm. I go hope. Mm-hmm. That there is an author out there <laughs> who wants to solve my murder <laughs> so bad because it's just kind of amazing. Well, they won't be able to figure it out, honey. Apples with arsenic. <laughs> that's it. Over the course of 30 years, that's how I'm doing you in. That, uh, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Untraceable. <laughs> Untraceable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lose your train of thought. Oh, so then we come back to Shelby and Lisa. Mm-hmm. They're at the Hill House. Mm-hmm. It's a very foggy morning. Mm. They're standing out on the balcony. And well, not, not, oh, wait, Shelby is her husband. Mr. Name. Shelby. Mr. Yeah, Shelby. Mr. Shelby. I don't know his first name. Do you I know? don't know. I think it's Mr. 
First name, Mr. Hi, Mr. Mr. Shelby. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Shelby. Are you Mr. Mr. Shelby? Mr. Mr. Shelby tells his wife, Lisa, Mr. Shelby, that he, that they're like, yeah, we're so close to just getting just all this getting, money. Getting now we it just all. have to get rid of, was it Grace? Grace, Grace the nerd one. They yeah. want to get rid of the nerd. The nerd Because they're yeah. like, Nan's going to be busy with her designing. She's not going to care. Yeah. Maggie's just a house frau. She's out of the picture. Right. We just got to take care of Grace. And, and it really sounds like he's going to murder somebody. He says he's going to because, like, Lisa's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you, what? And then he's like, what do you think I was saying? I was just saying business-like. The business yeah. of murder. And doesn't was, he say that? No, he doesn't say the business of murder. He totally No, he does business. not. But he does say. <laughs> of murder. No. It's lots of money to be had in the business <laughs> of murder. murder. <laughs> a lot of profit. No, I was joking. Wait, so that's his voice, huh? Because Mr. 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 Shelby, Mr. Shelby is not like that at all. Hey. He's just a dweeby man in a suit. <laughs> the imagination. We're rewrite. We're retconning it. Yeah, well, now retconning. he looks like a drug kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> So then Jessica goes up to Maggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're, I guess they're at the they're they're at the police station again, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh yeah, your father was shot last night." And Maggie, or like he's found dead, and she's like, "He's dead?" Yeah, she's like, "No, I I confessed I w- to the killing, but I didn't kill him." And Amos Tupper's like, "Wah wah wah," and he's so slow on the uptake. It's hilarious because Jessica's like, "Well, of course." Yeah, she's like, "Catch Duh. up, catch up here, Amos. Catch up, Mister Mustard. We're, Come on, we're way over." <laughs> You like that one? That's good. That's huh? a good dad joke. I, I had to stop for yeah. a minute. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's one. Good. That's worth a lot. Thanks. That's worth a chuckle. Yeah, you got a chuckle for that one. <laughs> but, but, um, but basically, we find out that House Frau mm-hmm. uh, Maggie <laughs> and her father had thought that Terry Jones of Monty Python uh-huh. was <laughs> going to wait until he died and come back into Nan's life. So they were going to create a ruse where they pretended mm-hmm. like he and was dead. Trap. Mr. Terry Jones. And then see, and then prove to Nan mm-hmm. that... Terry Jones is a moocher. That Terry Jones just wants her for the money. Yeah. So she, quote unquote, murders him. Mm-hmm. Or he swept out to sea, but that didn't work out. So no, because had, they had a life raft yeah. that he was on. Yeah, he was on a life raft. So mm-hmm. basically they said he got swept out to sea. Mm-hmm. But then she admitted to murder because, like, basically she knew her her father was still alive. Yeah, so... So it's like, I can admit, to, I can, I'll say I, it was hey, murder. no body, no crime. Exactly. You know, it's easier mm-hmm. to ask for forgiveness and permission sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. that's what her plan is, basically. Like, oh, I'm into the murder now, but when he shows up alive... Yeah, they're just going to release me They're anyway. going to release me anyway, so who yeah. cares? So Amos slowly plods along. <laughs> you know, cause he's not really on board with it, but... Well, because he's stuck on the fact that he does literally have a dead body. He has a dead body that is killed in the way that they said he was killed. Yes, just a day later. So Jessica tells Amos, she's just wait till the coroner gets back with the ballistics. Mm-hmm. Does a coroner do ballistics? I don't no. think so. <laughs> I think Coroners like, don't like, even have a medical degree. Would that be, so like, no. foren- that'd be like forensics or yeah, something? Yeah, forensics like. do ballistics. But I guess in the small town, the coroner does everything. He does everything. And maybe he's even the funeral director? I don't know. Jerky Elias is the I coroner? Hope I hope not. I really hope not. I hope not. He just, then again, anyone could be a coroner. You don't have to be medically trained for no. it. Nope, you don't. You don't. It's an elected position. It's an elected position. You don't have to have any training to be a coroner. You could be anything. Yeah. Now, medical examiners require medical background. Yep. Emmys. But coroners are your lay people off the street. Elected. So if you anyone wants to elect an office... Be a coroner. Go coroner. It's yeah. easy. So <laughs> You just look at dead bodies. So then... Mr. Try to figure out who killed them. So then Jessica meets up again at the Hill House. Mm-hmm. Lisa, Mr. Shelby, Maggie's free now because they proved that the bullets uh, from the gun didn't match the bullets that right. she had, mm-hmm. uh, or the gun that she had. It was like a thirty-eight caliber, and she had a. Uh, I don't know what whatever she had. whatever dumb gun she had. <laughs> and um, Jessica's like, "Well, I still I want to figure this out." Mm-hmm. And Mr. Shelby's like, um, "You take your nose out of our family business. We don't want you snooping around." Your nose isn't where, you know, get your nose out of our business. And Jessica Fletcher shoots back. She's like, he was my friend. Yeah. This is my business. And my nose is exactly where it belongs. Boom goes the dynamite. See, she's amazing. 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 I wish I I could come up with comebacks like that on the spot. Exactly. Me, I come up with a good, good response like five weeks later. 
in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. It takes me forever to be like, oh, you know what I should have said? Mm Mm-hmm. But no, no. She comes up with it on the spot, and that's why I love her. I mean, I know it's writing, but I wish I could be that clever. I I wish I had just a bunch of writers scripting my everyday life so I didn't sound so dumb. <laughs> you don't sound dumb. Oh, thanks. Well, <laughs> well you do then. <laughs> Whatever that voice was. <laughs> That's my new voice. <laughs> so Jessica bikes up to uh, Terry Jones and Nan. Mm-hmm. Terry Jones is just laying it on thick for Nan. He's oh, like, it is oh, so look. gross. And Nan leaves to do something else and he tells... Well, no, didn't... Nan actually of her own volition is like, I'm not talking about marriage right now. Yeah, he's like, we need, you know, he's like, now that he's dead, we need to talk about marriage. Her uh, excuse father me. just died. He and was you guys murderer. haven't been together for a year. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen you in a year. I may have moved on with my life. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know. So it, she's upset. So she storms off. She storms off. As because, she rightly should. I mean, like, yeah, if your father's just murdered, yeah. now's not the time to be talking about marriage. Like, that's yeah. just weird and inappropriate. Yeah. Inappropriate. inappropriate. Rude. Disgusting. And, and Jessica kind of calls him out on this. And, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, I don't care what you. Uh, I gotta give him a voice. Uh, I don't care with you. <laughs> that's not what I miss. Uh, this is Amos. This is uh, oh, this, this is, is Terry Jones. Oh God. I don't care with <laughs> you or anyone else has to say. I love Nan. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, <laughs> clearly she doesn't believe him. She does not because he's a schemo, and it's obvious. But we find out then also. Oh, we will kind of actually before that we find out that Stephen Ralph. Mm-hmm had pretended to be a reporter because like there was like a weird coincidence well they were still setting off their plan of the fake death in order to entrap terry jones right so he pretended to be a reporter to call terry jones and be like hey guess who died Stephen ralph earl Stephen ralph earl died (laughs) hobo and Stephen ralph Ralph oh and let me get back to something i really i I know this is kind of because now that we've exposed Mm -hmm. that Stephen is ralph and ralph is Stephen, Mm -hmm. what was crazy to me we've seen this episode before and it Mm -hmm. The fact that he's hoboing up to her house and he's like, hey, ma'am, I sure could use some food. I'll do some work. I'm right. like, he's the co- leader of this cousin. This is all fake. Yeah, this is There's all no fake. There's no reason why he shouldn't have like a wallet Why full of cash. is he hoboing? Why is he hoboing? Yeah, it makes no it sense. Ne- it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, like oh, I could sure use some eggs to trim these. He's, uh, and you know what? He's actually really handy. And he's really handy for, for like, a CEO yeah, of, like, of a like cosmetics L'Oreal. company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, he, why is he so handy? I mean, you can have multiple talents, you yeah. know, definitely. Oh, yeah. But it just seems weird that he's so good he's at so all this good. stuff. I just don't understand. Like, he could have just laid low. All yeah. he had to do was just get off the boat like mm-hmm. he and Maggie had planned. Yeah. He could have gone to Hill House. Yeah. Hold up. Well, well no, not really Hill House. Not Hill House. But he could have gone somewhere. Well, maybe it was better to be incognito in a local's house. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Really I'm not following away. the logic there. Yeah, I don't follow the logic. And there's, I mean, like, maybe Since he had to leave. this entrapment was only supposed to last a day anyway, what is wrong with the Hill House? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, yeah, it was only him. supposed to, it was only for Terry Jones. Yeah. Monty Python's Terry Jones to get caught. <laughs> yeah. You know, he could have stayed at the Hill House. He could have just laid low at the Hill House. Yeah. But instead, he's like wandering around. He could have even stayed in Maggie's like, room. Fixing eaves on people's, you know, yeah. like this is, taking their meerschaum pipes. Yeah. Like he could have <laughs> eating boiled scribe. Eating their boiled scribe. Like Ugh. he's just doing that. He's out there doing it. Yeah. Why is he doing it? He doesn't need to. And how hungry could he possibly be? He's only been gone for like six hours. <laughs> In six hours, if I don't get food. It's the end of the world. This is true. This is true. This is true. I get hangry. <laughs> this, is, this is true. You better give me food every two and a half hours. But he, there's no reason. Unless, the only thing I can think of is maybe he left his wallet on the boat because it would be too suspicious. It's like, well, what was he doing with his wallet? Yeah, like, but wouldn't you still have cash in your pocket? I don't know. Or have a second wallet? He's a millionaire. I mean, because like, it's all just... It's all just and a back scam. Back in the day, it's, people used more cash than cards. So it's all an elaborate, not traceable. In, yeah, it's all an elaborate entrapment scam to yeah. catch Terry. Yeah. So there's no reason why he couldn't have like had some of this. This is really convoluted. Yeah, it's really convoluted. But 
Anyway. And confusing. Anyway. And confusing. Convoluted and confusing. And weird. <laughs> and weird. <laughs> <laughs> so. If you haven't watched Curious George's Halloween special, be sure to do so. Uh, Boo Fest? Boo Fest. Actually, turn off this podcast right now. Go watch Halloween Boo yes. Fest. Then come back to us. Yeah. And we'll finish the episode. It is amazing. You back? Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> it was great. It's adorable, isn't it? So, and weird. And weird. <laughs> See, you know what you know what else about this that I like? Mm. I can call her Jess. I feel casual enough with wow. whereas like Magnum I have to call him Magnum PI. I have to call her Jessica Fletcher. Really? Yeah, I can't call her Jess. She's a pal of mine. There's only sometimes when I call her Aunt Jess, and that's only if I'm talking about Grady. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I call her Jess. But anyway, she goes to, and she meets up with Brienne of Tarth at, <laughs> at, the, at the sheriff's office. Uh, oh, she is awesome. She's awesome. She's Emma. Like, Emma. The lady deputy's name is Emma. Emma. Brienne of Tarth. She's like six feet tall, yeah. blonde, just powerful looking woman. Right. Just because they're for information. She's like, uh, I can't give you that information. Yeah. You're, you're, Sometimes I have to be professional. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, you guys found a note over by, like, the pier? Great. <laughs> and Jessica Fletcher's like, ooh, information. Oh. So then runs off with this information. And Brienne of Tarth is like, wait, get back get here. Get back here. I didn't mean that. <laughs> so, um, and then we find out Emma's not professional at all because she leaves, like, peanut butter and jelly all over these notes. Yeah, she, yeah. Oh, is that Emma? Who did yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a child. No. <laughs> no, it was Emma. I was like, why did a child have murder evidence? <laughs> no, it was Emma. Because she goes, have you dusted it for Prince? And he goes, not after Emma got done with it. It's got peanut, that's peanut butter, that's that jelly. jelly. I, don't I don't know what, what that, that is. is. <laughs> Gross, Emma. Come on. Come on. Be professional. But anyway, she meets up with Amos at the beach, and she's like, I heard you found a note. Yeah. So I came to see what the note was. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you're here. Here's the note. Yeah, here's the note. <laughs> While she's reading over the note, what did the note say? Did they, I, don't I even have know what no did. idea? I, I I don't. We sound unprofessional, but I don't know that they ever actually said uh, what the note. This is says. a professional podcast. We are professionals. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> we can miss some things. Okay, but we didn't. Yeah, whatever. The note it doesn't come into play with anything. It so really doesn't. I'm. I, I think I must it's have a, missed a line somewhere. I, I don't know what that was. Was it just to like? Here's a dead body. Sometimes people in the town don't help her. Like it was to get her. But anyway, it gets her to the beach where right. Amos is searching around where um, uh, Ralph, I want to call him Arthur Snow. Who <laughs> is Arthur Snow? <laughs> no, is there an Arthur Snow? No. You should Google it. I, I, Arthur Snow? That's not even a name in real life. It's like I made Arthur Christmas, Arthur Snow. Now we're just doing the holiday thing. Yeah. Have you all seen Ar- Arthur <laughs> Christmas? It's amazing. <laughs> uh, happy Arbor Day, Charlie Brown. It's great. You should watch it. I haven't seen that one. It's a good one. Okay. Uh, some guy we'll never see again is like, hey, Mr. Tupper, we found some <laughs> pink shoes with no heel. <laughs> Your manners are the worst. <laughs> I thought that one was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, those do look like pink. That's, well, now that's a Jimmy weird Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'm, I, I'm a tough one now. Jimmy okay. Stewart. Good. No. That's I don't even, even. What was that even? Jimmy Stewart's my favorite actor. And it's not coming. Anyway. It's okay. Uh, everyone has a Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> but they find these pink shoes and they were half buried and they were half buried in the sand. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher says half buried means He's they were half, half exposed. exposed. And it's like, well. Yeah. And she go- <laughs> It's an optimist way of looking at yeah. murder murder evidence. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and she goes over to where they were and she finds the heel of one of the shoes. One of the shoes lost the heel. She finds mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm-hmm. now we just need to find out who the shoes belong to. And she's like, I already know. These are Nan's shoes. Yeah. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, let's go check out Nan. They go to her, uh, her hotel room and she's like, I know I have them somewhere. Like, yeah. I'm looking for them. And like, they know full well what's going yeah. on. And, the, and then Amos Tupper is like, oh. Oh, these your shoes? <laughs> I don't even know what that actually I don't is. know what that one was. These are not working out. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, uh, she's like, yeah, where'd you find them? And he's like, they're at the beach. You murdered your father. <laughs> and and then Jessica's like, she didn't murder him. <laughs> no. And he's like, what? Well, and then she, what are we doing he's here? He's like, what are we doing here? He's like, you found the shoes. The shoes prove the murder. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. Those are just her shoes. Yeah. This doesn't mean anything. She's clearly being set up. And, and she's like, but those are, she's like, but those are your shoes, right? And she's like, and Nan's like, yeah. She's like, can you put them on? Because they're custom made. Yeah, they're, so they're custom they were made. Nan's shoes. Yeah, they're custom made designers. Yeah. Because custom- Jessica Fletcher knows every single designer and make. Yes. 
She would have to in order to know that those were Nan's I shoes. I mean, the only other way is if Nan was wearing them on the first day they met. But It'd I don't be know like why some woman be wearing... being like, oh, you're wearing Why would you board? be wearing heels on a sailboat? Yeah, exactly. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. So she takes off her shoes. She puts them on. We get a nice little shot of her, her feet. It's very Joss Very Weedian. pretty feet. Very Joss Weedian. Mm-hmm. We get a little little foot action. <laughs> and um, Amos is like, see, they're probably fat. <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> gotta stop. And uh, and Jessica's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not her, but I think you should arrest her anyway. Yeah. Because nothing can be simple. Because we <laughs> are going to entrap the entrapper. She's like, I just want you, sheriff, yeah. murder suspect. Yeah. Band together, mm-hmm. keep this evidence on the shtum. Like, yeah. let's just keep quiet about this. Don't tell anybody. That way, we can show D- Terry Jones for the tool that he is. And expose yeah, the murderer. It's, it's a very, it's like, we can take care of two birds, one stone. <laughs> <laughs> so. What's weird to me is that Nan goes along with it. Yeah, let's find out if Terry Jones is evil. It's <laughs> yeah. like, wait, what? No, you love him. I guess she's. You I didn't guess believe that, that he was a tool to start with. You know, maybe this is, goes into like, because her father died and she knew her father didn't want them to be together. Even right. Terry tells her. He paid me off, or yeah. he threatened to ruin me if we were together. So maybe the fact that he came out of nowhere, basically, right after her father died, and did exactly what her maybe father thought he was going to do. she had some red flags. Yeah. So they call Terry in, and Amos tells Terry, like, oh, yeah, we know it's um, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we got her locked up for murder. And no, Nan. Nan. I'm sorry, Nan. And we got You're her confusing lo- the sisters. As... A sister from a family of four, four sisters. sisters. Don't confuse. The Don't sisters. confuse the sisters. God, you better not. You better not. For God's sake, you. <laughs> that arsenic confuse. is going to fill up faster. <laughs> Less time than thirty years at this rate, my man. Here's a whole <laughs> bowl of apple seeds. That's your, Eat it. That's dinner. <laughs> we have to finish the podcast. Though. Yes, let's do this. No, I mean, like, in general, <laughs> the whole podcast. You can't murder me until the podcast is over. Or like a oh, lot. well, that's unfair. What if I died in the last podcast? Hey, don't talk like that. Okay. Knock on wood. Wood, wood, wood. Anyway, Amos is like, you know, you could have helped her mm-hmm. murder her father. And he's like, say what? <laughs> and he's like, no, you could have helped her because you were in town. Yeah. And you guys had gotten together. Guys, nobody had seen you guys during the time mm-hmm. of death. It could have been at this time. And then Terry goes, eh, well, uh, I didn't do anything, so I'm going to go back. No, you're making him sound like an innocent schmuck. Oh, oh, okay. Let me He's make... really skeezy. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> not it either. You're making him sound kind of wholesome. Oh, yeah. Ew, I don't even know what that is. No, but I, I... have to get out of here. Ew, I don't want to no. be accused of murder. But, yeah, that's basically, basically it. But creepy voice, I don't like it. Don't ever <laughs> use it again. <laughs> well, he's gone from the episode. He's Yay. gone. And w- w- this whole gone conversation... from Nan's life. She's safe now. Nan was... High... It was nice of Amos Tupper to do this little yeah. sting operation. It has nothing to do with anything. But It doesn't really have anything to do with the murder, but, but it was nice to, to, like, help this woman out. Help this woman. So yeah. she was had been listening in, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you thinking of that? Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, she, she said, She's well, like, that's wow. good to know. He really was a jerk. I'm glad yeah. to know that he yeah. really was a jerk. He bailed on me, you know, immediately. Yeah. So Shelby and the other sisters arrive like they're coming home to the hotel they from Prague. They are like, yeah, let's do this. It is weird. Yeah, it's weird. Considering their father just died. And apparently they were really upset the second time. Yeah, and now they're okay. They're now like they're a, throwing parties, parties and drinking and champagne. Drinking champagne. Yeah. And uh, Jessica Fletcher shows up at the... Party pooper Jess. Princess party pooper. She's the princess they're all the like whole cheering, realm. whooping, and hollering, and then she's just standing there giving them the like side eye, and they're like, "Oh, well, hi, hi, hi." <laughs> I didn't do anything, and she's like, "Maggie's been arrested." Nan, sorry, you're doing it again. <laughs> the arsenic is filling up. <laughs> For sure, I'll take a drink of this. <laughs> Na- Nan's been arrested, but right. I know how sisters like to share clothes. So we don't share; we steal. <laughs> we pilfer. We pilfer. Oh my gosh, half of my wardrobe is my sister's clothes. Oh, don't say that. And makeup. Oh, admitted. they might come down here and take all my stuff that was once theirs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's like, I don't know how, how sisters like to, to pilfer right. each other's stuff. So mm-hmm. just because it's her shoes doesn't mean she was the one wearing them. Right. 
Lisa and Shelby, Mr. Lisa's Shelby, like, not without a search warrant. You're not searching my stuff. Yeah, go F off. Yeah. Later. And and then Grace is like, I have nothing to hide. You so can come you can search, search my, my room. room. And then Maggie says, you can search my room after because her. Because we don't wear the same size, nor do I wear pink. Boom. So then we go to back to Jess's house. Mm-hmm. And someone's breaking in. It's the middle of the night. Middle of the night. Breaking in. Glass shattering. Walks in. Creep, creep, creaky creep, creep. stairs like the ours. Creakiest stairs like haunted house. Our stairs is so creaky too, though. Our stairs is. <laughs> Our stairs are so creaky too. Yes. I mean, unbelievably creaky. <laughs> unbelievably creaky. I don't know why they're so creaky. This is a new house. <laughs> <laughs> but she... This person creeps up mm-hmm. and then creeps down because the light turns on. Yeah, and she's like, hello, Jessica Fletcher. And she's like, hello. Yeah. Hello, Clarice. She should be, like, petting a cat. Yeah, she should. It's totally, like, Blowfield. Like, <laughs> I've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And then Jess says, it wasn't very thoughtful for you to break my window. Now I'll have to get it repaired. Maggie. Yeah, and when she said that, I was like, oh, but Ralph isn't here to fix it. <laughs> poor, poor Ralph isn't here to do it for you. <laughs> what are we going to do? Get Ethan. He seems like a handyman. And Maggie's like, how did you know it was me? Yeah. Where did I screw up? Jessica Fletcher says, it was about the shoes, mm-hmm. and you said they were pink. And she's like, oh, I n- and you never, never said, said the color pink. of the shoes. And yeah. she's like, but I knew it anyway. Yeah. I knew it wasn't Nan because I had her try on the shoes, but I already knew they were hers. But I really just wanted to see the bottom of her feet mm-hmm. because the beach because is Because if she had lost her shoes on those rocky cliffs, she would have cut up feet. She would have cut up feet and they were unblemished. Unblemished. They those were, were nice feet. They were they were pristine, Joss Whedon-y feet. They were very pretty feet. They were nice feet. Yeah. We also found find out that Maggie had told Terry to come to town. Yeah. She had, she that's had why told he was, Terry oh, the that's entrapment. How, that's why he was already there. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was to get Nan out of town to go meet up with Terry. So like, they wouldn't he, have a decent Terry, alibi. Yeah, when Terry came to town, Nan was already there mm-hmm. because Maggie had told Nan that Terry was coming. Yep. But that meant that Maggie wasn't in town mm-hmm. when the murder took place. So it yeah. kind of like screwed up her alibi. The only person she would have to alibi is basically her Clyde from yeah. like the first one, like yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. Like mm-hmm. they're going to look, look, look out for each other. She calls Jessica Fletcher very clever. And, and Jessica Fletcher says, no, you're the clever one. I'm, I'm logical. logical. And I figured all of this out. Yeah. And Nan then admits. Maggie. It. Maggie then admits. That it. arsenic is uh, really filling Oh my up. God. Nan is innocent. I need it. Release. Be released. <laughs> Nan is innocent. Maggie is guilty. She's the house frau. House frau did it. But Maggie says Nan was the only sister that Stephen Ralph loved. Mm-hmm. Maggie was resentful because she's the house frau. Yeah. And that she gave up her entire life to, to just serve his every serve whim. his every whim. After his wife died, she just did everything. Mm-hmm. And she was done with and she's it. She's like, I just wanted some love, but all he did was shower love on Nan. And I love Nan. So she really hated Nan, too, which is why she framed her for murder. Yeah, that's why she picked her over yeah. the other sisters for the murder. Yeah. Maggie then tells her, I'm sorry, I really like you, Mrs. Fletcher. Mm-hmm. But there's only one way this can go down. It will look totally natural. Murder. <laughs> a burglar. Okay, here's how, here's how like it goes. natural causes. A, a burglar. <laughs> we're not on the same wavelength. Hamburger. Okay, good. We're back. Okay, good. Okay. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're, yeah, go okay. So Maggie goes, so I'm going to have to get rid of you. And it's all sad, really. A burglar breaks into your house. And she's doing it so solemnly and calm. It's actually kind of scary. Yeah, she's like a defenseless widow. A defenseless she's like gone like off the deep end. Yeah, at this she's point. she's lost it. Yeah, clearly murdering her dad. I mean, like, murdering her. Yeah, I guess it just like like I think just, when you murder someone, like yeah. it just like like a part of you, a horcrux, and you die, <laughs> and you just like murder. Then I was like, uh, they didn't give me fries with my food. Murder. I don't know. Like this is uh, how I'm gonna solve all my problems. Seems now. like a slippery slope, according to these shows. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it's like once you've committed murder once. Once you pop, you can't stop. Oh, man, that's terrible. A struggle ensues, and Jessica starts laughing. Laughing. Laughing, and she laughing goes... Laughing like the queen she is. And she goes, for such a clever girl, that wasn't very bright. 
<laughs> and, and and Maggie's like, what do you mean? There are no burglars in Cabot Cove. <laughs> no no bur- one can believe that. <laughs> and, and so, no one would believe no. that a burglar came to Cabot Cove. Like, uh, no, we have a protective field yeah. that repels burglars. <laughs> don't you see? We all know each other. There's this no, is a burglar-free zone. No, there, let me tell you what Cabot Cove doesn't have. Starbucks. Burglars. <laughs> Connected. <laughs> We're just asking questions. <laughs> Five T <laughs> connections. Lots of murder, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> what but we make up for in murders is the lack of burglars. In hometown rustic appeal. Come on, sugar. So Jess is like, as soon as I heard the window break, I, I called. called Amos. Yeah. And she removes a, a pot of plant and the, the, the phone is off the hook, the hook. And Amos, and she picks up the phone. She's like, did you get all that, Amos? And she's like six inches yeah. from Maggie, a murderer's face. Yeah. Just like, hey, did you get that? I have a woman here who wants to surrender. surrender. And I'm like, yo, Maggie, she the jig is. She can still shoot you. She, the jig is up. She is a wild creature in a corner. Yeah. And she could just, she's like, well, I might as well murder you now just because I'm angry. Yeah, like, and, and flee as fast as I can. But she can't. Jessica Fletcher has the power to hold her and compel her mm-hmm. to confess her sins. Turn herself in. And to turn herself in. Yeah. And that's it, really. Uh, well, other than I wrote down pen pals. So in the end, Jessica Fletcher well, becomes best friends with Nan. She's like, oh, give me your address so we can write. And I'm like, oh, I remember pen pals. Yeah. And this actually starts a string of Jessica Fletcher having loads of friends. Uh, pretty much. By, every, via pen pal. Pretty much every episode ends mm-hmm. with Jessica making a brand new friend. Yeah. She keeps up with them. Yeah, she really does. Plus her and numerous relatives. Yes. She really needed Facebook. technology. Facebook, yeah, Facebook. would have been great for her. It would have been great for her. Poke, there's a murder. Yeah, I don't poke anymore. I don't know. I don't no, Facebook. nobody does that. <laughs> I invite you to Farmville. <laughs> poke. Poke. God, thank God. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she really needed a social platform. She needed a social platform to really kind of organize mm-hmm. her, her many, 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 many. Well, many now, things. when I was in elementary school, I had pen pals. It was great. I barely have time in the day mm-hmm. to do everything I want to do. Well, that's because we have technology now, which means we have time to do different things. I guess, but I mean, because like, without technology, we would need to take time out to write our pen pals. Oh, with te- all of our pen pals. Yeah, with technology, we now have to do more work oh. because technology has taken care of other things. Technology which, is great. Yeah, so it doesn't really make anything easier. Right. It just fills a different time space. It's, it's a different void. Yeah, and then we waste time on social on media podcasts and stuff. <laughs> this isn't a waste of your time. This is a valid use of your time. Eh. One more thing we got to get into, but Nan drives off. Mm-hmm. Ethan pulls up. He says, those other scoundrels, Are I gone. kicked them out of Cabot Cove. We don't need their riffraff. <laughs> hey, the bass are biting. Want to go fishing? And Jessica <laughs> Fletch is like, I'll show you how to deep sea angle. So he's like, I bet I'm going to have to hook those worms for you. And she's like, you always do. You always do. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. It was great. And it was great. It was a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. It is completely different from Magnum P.I. And that Magnum P.I. is go, 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 go. You really feel like a military presence. Yeah, yeah. You're always thinking, oh, we have to go into the We're next pushing scene. forward. We're we pushing have to forward. move. We have to move. We have to move. Jessica Fletcher feels more like smooth sailing. Smooth sailing is more uh, <laughs> refined, I suppose. Yeah. You, you're unfolding the mystery with her. You're figuring right. things out. Magnum P.I. is very much in your face. And I'm thinking for the next episode, it's still going to be in your face. Bold colors, bold contrast. Everything's bold. Bold, bold, bold. Bold and spicy. <laughs> Texas red hot peat. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's <laughs> a hot sauce. Oh. It, you got it. Is it? Texas peat. Texas peat, but what's red hot? That, that's Frank's Red Hot. Oh, Frank's Red Hot. That's Frank's oh, you Red combined Hot. the two. I did Texas Red Hot Pete. We should combine <laughs> those two. I bet that would make an excellent buffalo sauce. Yes. Yeah. But I think what we wanted to talk about mm. is this line that um, Jessica says, because she and Nan are walking out. Mm-hmm. And Nan just can't understand, you know, I want you to know, my father was a good person. Right. And Jessica's like, yeah, I only knew him for a minute, but I could tell he was a good person. Yeah. And so how did his daughters? Well, she kind no. of paraphrases the Beatles a bit, and she says, "If you give love, that's what you get back." Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, but I love Terry," and so that yeah. defeats the argument. Oh, did she say that? Yeah, that yeah. defeats the argument. I guess so. 
It really does, because Nan loved Terry, and Terry was a tool, and he did not give it back. But I suppose the the question is that we were going to get into, really, Mm -hmm. is Ralph Steve a good person? We don't... We don't know. We don't know, because he was definitely a good person to Jessica. Three out of four of his daughters are horrible. One of them murdered him. Yeah, I mean... 25% of his daughters murdered him. Yeah, that's not good. And the other, like, another 50% of his mm-hmm. daughters were willing to go along with it. Like, yeah. they were just like, yeah, whatever, yeah. it's fine. It works out for me. We get the Celebrate company. his death, woo! Yeah, so only one daughter yeah. is really upset about it. Yeah, so, and that's Nan. So it doesn't sound like he was a great person. I don't know and, what he was. And I don't know he if nice he was just being... Jess a, but I don't know if he was just being a good actor. I don't know. But, I mean, like, he kind of turned me off, too, a bit. Because he was just sitting there listening to Mozart when he should have been working. Yeah, that was that was pretty gross. <laughs> that was gross and confidence. There was some, there was something about the fact that I when don't she think came that was worth boiled was just like, No, <laughs> if I give you my boiled scrod, you get to work, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't hammock it up. No, it's my scrod. <laughs> gross. But, I think it's a little dumb fish, or is it a crab? Do you want me to Google it? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a crustacean. We'll go, maybe. Well, why don't we come back with it next week? We'll come back and we'll tell people what Scrat is. I will have forgotten by then. Good. And not even care. Next week, of course, we're going to be back into Magnum PI territory. Mm-hmm. An episode we've never seen. Never. So never. I have no idea what to expect. I don't it either. could. I'm expecting. Go to well, now, now I am expecting the scene from the credits where he stares at that girl's butt when he's teaching her how to swim. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. There's really, that yeah. scene's got to be in this episode because I imagine the opening credits were filmed after like, like, like six episodes, three, like the maybe. first like three episodes. Yeah. Or so. so, yeah, we're probably going to see some butt swimming. Butt swimming. So, I'm, I'm predicting some go 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 action. I'm predicting I'm, some perverts. Some perverts. Some perverts. Some perverts. Preverts. I'm expecting some perverted action. I want to hear bazooms. I want to see some TC. I want to see mm-hmm. some. I will hope the the Cave of Wonders voiceover is back. I'm, I'm yeah. excited about it. I'm actually excited about it. I want to yeah. see where this goes because, like, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I'm into it now. All I'm right, all it. right, all right. Um, well, new girl every round for Magnum, it seems. Talking 22 women a year. God, that seems like a lot. Seems like... We should slut-shame him. <laughs> no, no. We're not going to slut-shame him. We're not going to slut-shame anyone, but 22 different people per year. That just seems, seems like, like a, a lot. That seems exhausting that seems... to me. I mean, you always have to be, like, on the ball and impressing these people. <laughs> exactly. But if you would like to reach out to us, you can always get us on Twitter at Magnum She Wrote. Wait. <laughs> at Magnum She Wrote. Uh-huh. You can also get us on Gmail. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. It's Magnum She Wrote at gmail.com. Oh, nice. I okay, just Magnum She Wrote. You got the whole thing, huh? some reason, nobody had that. What? <laughs> very cool. That's um, very cool. We are on Apple Podcasts and the iTunes. Ooh. And if you want to rate and review us, that would be super duper. That would be cool. Thank you. Uh, that would be cool. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Just in general, mm-hmm. just like, thanks for listening. Because like, I have fun talking about yeah. this stuff. Yeah. So I hope you guys have fun listening to it. I don't know. Like, I mean, I know we have a few five-star reviews, but no one's actually said anything. So I can't really be like, hey, and this person said. Yeah, and I'd like to be able to say, <laughs> you know, Kirk46295 <laughs> says. Yeah, that Was that the, like, time stamp? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> of Kirk it, from the it, future. It's, just like, it's like a fake account. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. No, we won't do that to you. We won't make fake. But, you know, I'll, I'll, if, if someone leaves a nice review, I'll, I'll read oh, it. Oh, definitely. I would read it. Because that would be exciting. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to hit us up. Ask us a question. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be happy to answer it. Exactly. What are you doing? I'm still a graphic artist. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm uh, busy doing things with uh, editing books and stuff like that. And narrating. And narrating mm-hmm. and sound and editing. Writing and writing. And, yeah. And all that good stuff. Look forward to that. All right. Well, say I love you and let's get out of here. I love you. No. <laughs> I love you. Oh, wait. Are we going to no, get to that's worse. I love you. Nope. That's, that's just getting worse. I love you. Oh, daddy. What is that peewee humor? <laughs> you say, oh, daddy? No, Dottie. Oh, Dottie. From like Pee Wee Herman. Oh. That's what you sounded like. You sound like Pee Wee Herman. Daddy. Ah. I can't do it. Anyway, love you. We love you. Not sexually. <laughs> we don't love you sexually. In case you're wondering. Love you. Bye. Bye.